to join the conversation. It's 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. You can also join us in the chat at youtube.com slash liberaldayandradio. If you happen to be listening on Blog Talk Radio, um, just leave your questions in the chat there. It's just better to have it consolidated into one chat. Um, just one chat is better than two. Uh, more uh, easier to keep track of, I suppose. If you want to support the show, best thing you could do is to uh, subscribe to the channel. Be a great birthday gift for you to send to me. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get to a thousand sooner rather than later. So if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. Share some videos. I uploaded another video. That was just a clip of last week's show. Wanted to make sure that, you know, have the smaller clips so it's easier to watch. You don't have to sit there and watch the whole thing. So I'll be trying to do that, do that from time to time. Not sure how much time I'll have this weekend to do it because this is my birthday weekend. So I will be spending some time doing that. Big 4-7. Um, and if you have other ways to support the show, it could be Liberal Dan Radio Patron, patreon.com slash liberaldan or patreon.liberaldan.com. Either way, it will get you there. Or you can buy me a cider, buymeacoffee.com slash liberaldanradio, or click the buy me a cider button on liberaldan.com. I did fix liberaldan.com. It was driving me crazy. Some of the pages weren't showing up on mobile. I finally figured it out. I'll get to that in a second. Or you can Venmo, at liberaldan on Venmo, or just scan the code on the screen. And um, just make sure to do friends and family, so because you're not buying anything from me, so I don't need like payment protection or whatever. So, hey, MJ, Handy Girl, Megan, uh, shouts out to Jolie and Aaron, the Mod Squad, P-Dubs, Cynthia, Trucker John. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate you, as always. Hello, uh, Nadia. How's it going? Thank you so much for showing up. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, but first, this week's headlines. The state of Montana has banned TikTok. What will the company do without all those moose and deer? Louisiana has failed to pass any amendments to its abortion ban. North Carolina passed the 12-week ban and then overrode the governor's veto on that ban. Nebraska is about set to pass a similar law. And the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals is seems sympathetic towards the anti-Miffy pressure on side that could ban the abortion pill. Today, Donald Trump took credit for it all. Just a reminder that elections have circumstances. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan found a drunk intruder inside his house. Supposedly, he entered at the same time as the Secret Service agent was going to the bathroom. The agent's boss said it was his first mistake, but I think it might have been mistake number two. The oldest nearly complete Hebrew Bible was purchased for $38.1 million, but I could have got it new for you for 37. Bobo the Clown has filed for divorce, divorce, first MTG, and now this. Congresswoman Boebert has cited irreconcilable differences, but is choosing to not go into details out of respect for her children. Jason Boebert, her soon-to-be ex-husband, and the congresswoman met when she was 16 and he was 22. Uh, in, they met in 2003. In 2004, he pled guilty to exposing himself to two young women in a bowling alley. If she could get over that... I can only imagine what happened this time. Apparently, when the process server served him the divorce papers, Jason Belbert allegedly cursed him out and allegedly let his dogs loose at the process server, a claim they deny. It seems like there is no saving white trash Camelot. With Bobo and MTG being single, can you imagine the girls' night out? Drinking moonshine that Marge made in her backyard, shooting cans of Bud Light with a 50 caliber rifle, and then prank calling George Santos. 
Good times, good times. And finally, a body was found in the freezer at an Arby's in New Iberia, Louisiana. I know their commercials say we got the meats, but I didn't know it was that kind of meats. I don't know if I want to eat there anymore. I think I'm going back to Wendy's. Where's the beef? And that was this week's headlines. So, see who else joined up? Uh, I don't think anybody else new popped in. Thank you, Handiger. <laughs> anyway, so again, bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, I didn't want to make this necessarily part of headlines. I, I am going to make probably a, a more succinct video about this point that I wanted to make because I don't know how many of y'all are familiar with uh, – wait, when the server gave me papers, Jeff says, I invented the bro hog on the spot. Well, I mean, sometimes good gifts come in small packages, right? Um, Jason probably found out about her sleeping with Ted Cruz. I thought she had done that prior when she first, before she got into politics, when she was uh, allegedly working for an escort service or what have you. I thought Soylent Green was human, not Arby's. Um, who knows? Um, anywho. So there's a bunch of stuff going on with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy who's running for president under the Republican banner. He's a MAGA-type candidate. I think he's basically running. I don't think he's attacking Donald Trump at all. Um, I think he's more um, kind of there as a, hey, I'm going to support, I'm going to be a MAGA-type. I'm not going to attack Trump. And if Trump gets the nomination, I'm going to be here as a potential vice presidential candidate. Um, Or maybe... If Donald Trump has something happen where he can't run for whatever reason, um, be he pre- be preoccupied or if something happens health-wise or what have you, um, he flees the country to try and uh, to a non-extradition country, um, he'll be there to pick up the MAGA pieces, so to speak. Um, hold on a second. I'm going to lean over and do something a second. This room is the warmest in the house during the summer and it's it's getting hot so i had to turn the fan on a little bit so if you have if you hear a little fan interference i'm sorry um anyway so vivek ramaswamy um he's proposed one thing that um like a voting age of 25 which i guess would need a constitutional amendment which i don't think will ever pass voting age of 25 um but you can get it at 18, either if you have military service, they have to risk your life. Um, but what happens if you are not able to serve for whatever reasons, health or otherwise? Or you have to pass this, uh, some test, like a test that the, a citizen might have to take or whatever. But, you know, we've done this in the past in our country before. We've had a situation where we required certain citizens to pass a test, be they like literacy tests or what have you. And when government gets to control the tests that people have to take to uh, pass, then government gets to make those tests how they wish and then make it so that only certain people get to vote. And we've learned our, we should have learned our lessons, but this is why Republicans and conservatives don't want to allow what they refer to as 
critical race theory in the schools. I mean, they're wrong about what is critical race theory, but they don't want us to learn about, you know, the history of what happened to Americans who were black in this country and their ancestors. Because they don't want us to remember all of the ways that we uh, disenfranchised them in the past because they want us, they want to be able to repeat them. So, hey, that, that's my first problem with him. But, but the thing that had me dying laughing, if you watch South Park, if you watch South Park, there is, uh, they have an Al Gore character on South Park, who instead of worrying about climate change, is concerned about man bear pig and the threat that man bear pig faces to the world. And man bear pig is half man, half bear, and, and half pig. Don't ask me about the math. I, I don't know. But Vivek Ramaswamy, his senior thesis was about the ethics of human chimerism. Human chimerism is like the splicing of human genes with other genes. Somebody who's running, a, running for president literally wrote a paper on, like, man, bear, pig. I'm, I'm I can't take this guy seriously anymore. Like, I mean, I didn't really take him seriously to begin with, but I can't take him. Like, I'm, 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 I think about him and I laugh. Hey, Leanna, what's going on? How are you feeling? Um, I hope, I hope, I hope things are, are as good as they can be, if not better. Um, but yeah, he, he wrote a paper on human animal chimerism, which is basically just, I mean, I've had a couple tweets about it, but man, bear pig. I, I can't, I can't, I can't get over it that he, that's going to be a running theme. I think we're going to be making fun of candidate man, bear pig. So <laughs> I'm going to be very amused. As long as he maintains himself in the election, I'm going to just be having a, a grand old time, especially if he's the vice president, especially if he's the vice president, vice presidential candidate, I should say. God forbid he become the vice president under Trump, because that would mean he gets Trump, Trump gets reelected. Um, anywho, but let's roll back a second to talk about um, the North Carolina abortion ban. The only reason that the North Carolina, I don't understand how this happened. I mean, I know how it happened, but the only reason that the, the, the woman who shall not be named, because the hex on her, is she was a Democrat, and there's audio and video of her on the legislature floor, the North Carolina legislature floor, talking about her abortion, talking about how abortion was good for her talking about how people should have the right to have an abortion, right? She, she thought it was very important when she got elected, but then she flipped and she became a Republican. Now, look, people change parties all the time, but just because you change parties, it doesn't mean 
you have to change your all of your positions. Now, I mean, Senator Senator John Kennedy from Louisiana absolutely changed almost all of his positions when he was a Democrat in 2004, and now he's a big old flaming Trump old Republican now. I mean, when the Democrats ran two candidates in the Senate race in 2004 in Louisiana, Kennedy was the more liberal of the two, and now he's a kook, Republican conservative. So... Um, anywho, brain fart for a second. Anyway, so why? No, you don't have 90 seconds left. I know I made this for a longer amount of time. There we go. Save. There we go. Now we're longer. I mean, I'm not going to go 180 because after this, I'm going to be flipping over to Twitch on nerdyday.com because I'm not going to doing a Twitch stream tomorrow when some stuff came out today. So, um, yeah, so she went from, I'm glad I had my abortions and people have the right to abortions, to I'm going to vote to enact this bill into law, and not just to enact it into law, to help override the veto. And is John Kennedy the guy with no teeth? I think he has teeth. He just sounds like a yokel. He sounds like Foghorn Leghorn is what he sounds like. Um, so like, I don't get how you flip. I mean, I know there are people who do change their minds, but a lot of the times it's like, you know, younger to older. I just don't get why you did. And so she would have been the hypocrite of the week had I not chosen the hypocrite of the week already. So without further ado, speaking of that, let's play this week's hypocrite of the week. This week's Hypocrite of the Week is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Governor DeSantis signed a law making it a crime to bring undocumented migrants across the Florida border. Previously, Governor DeSantis bust many undocumented migrants across many state borders to own the libs. Newsflash, Governor, you have no authority to enforce border policies, and this law is hypocrisy with a capital Q. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Day and Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Liberal Day and Radio on YouTube and on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. I sound a little, like, almost muffled in that one, like I was, like, leaning in a little bit, and even though it was kind of louder than maybe, like, a delicious dish, I sound a little more, like, subdued. I don't know. Maybe I was trying to be quieter when I recorded it. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's like, I remember back when I was evacuated for Hurricane Ida when we were in, when we were in Georgia for a few weeks, like, I didn't want to wake anybody up in the house. So I, was try, I was trying to be polite and not be too loud, not knowing how well my voice would travel through, like, the air ducts and stuff like that. So when I was doing Liberal Dan Radio, I was doing a, a more of a PBS-type voice like this. Like, hi, I'm Dan, and this is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. And, it, and my wife would be in the same room with me as I was doing the podcast, and she would knock out in 10 minutes. I would just put her right to sleep. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I went more in-depth into the law. So if you, if you were processed by the U.S. government, you this doesn't count like it doesn't count for you like you could be like you could cross the border as long as you are processed by the government you could still not have like your documents so to speak like you could be an asylum seeker and if you have a court date or whatever this doesn't apply to those individuals 
but like if you snuck across the border and weren't processed by the U.S. government and then came into Florida, that would be the type of person that would be like this. So let's let's say you snuck across the border, like with your family, you could you could get in trouble if you were the one driving the car. Like if you're you could be in. You could be somebody who is not here in following of the rules or whatever. You could not be seeking asylum, and you could just be – so you could be violating the Florida law by trafficking you and whatever. I don't know. It, I don't know if, if you bring – you and your own child, there's a, another law that – another rule in the law that says if you bring an unaccompanied minor. But if you're the one accompanying your own minor, does that count as accompanied or not? I don't know. Who knows? All these laws that Republicans write don't – necessarily have the most logic and common sense written into them. They always have things that just don't make sense. So, um, but again, my point is with all, with all of these types of laws is that the constitution is clear. The constitution is very clear that um, the, in the 10th amendment is that if that powers that are not given to the federal government are, are the ones that are, given to the states. So the opposite of that means that if, if a power is given to the federal government, it's not a power that's given to the states. So since the powers to enforce our border policies like naturalization and immigration belong to Congress, it is not a power that governors would have. Governors, so, so Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott are usurping their authority, that the federal government's authority to do anything. They're not allowed, and, and the Florida government in and of itself is usurping federal power that it doesn't have. And I, for one, think that the Justice Department should be arresting both DeSantis and Abbott for their human trafficking when they took the um, undocumented migrants from their areas and shipped them over other borders. Now, I don't know why DeSantis and Abbott want to get rid of those individuals because come census time, those individuals only help their states because they have to be counted and then they help you with apportionment because we're stupid when it comes to, we should have more seats. But put them all in the blue states. I would love to see every single undocumented migrant go into every single blue state there is. Put them all in the blue states. Then we can count them all up when it comes comes around to 2030 and the, and the blue states will gain tons more seats, and then you'll never win another House election again. Peace. So, let's see. I don't know if this is the same MAGA GOP left now, seen old friend from full ability that teachers in West Virginia second grade being taught sex education and transgender. <clears throat> oh yeah, because they hear it, so they believe it. There's there's tons of 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 Twitter accounts out there. They're just like some guy was like trying to say that I was being supportive of a, of like pedophilia because I didn't answer him quick enough on Twitter. Like, or like, like I didn't, the person was like, well, you don't support this law. So you must be pro pedophilia. No, I don't support laws that about things that aren't happening. You need to show me that this law, you have to show me that a law is necessary first because you have to show, you have to show me that something is happening in order for, to, me, for, to convince me that we should write a law to prevent something that's happening. Because if it's not happening, we don't need a law to prevent it. Just like we don't need laws banning third-trimester abortions, 
because the only third trimester abortions that are taking place are abortions that are taking place because of medical necessity. Nobody's waiting till the eighth month to abort a pregnancy of, you know, of the fetus that they wanted to gestate initially. And they're like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want a baby anymore. Nah, yeet it. No, they're not doing that at all. So, so like just with this, and, and, if, and, even, and if you prove me that there was a problem and, and there was some drastic, evil, nefarious thing going on that, was, that needed a law, then you have to show me the law and then show me that the law does not also scapegoat people who are not offenders, who are, you know, who are going to get swept up in the mess. So, well, yeah, of course, that's what I said in, in the hypocrite of the week, Ken, they did it to own the libs. But in reality, does it really own the libs? I mean, it, it, it shows them, it shows the Republicans to be non-compassionate. You're going to lose, I think you're going to lose Latinx votes. You're going to lose uh, some people who, you know, want, you know, might be leaning conservative, but might want to be more compassionate. I mean, I'm going to talk about this a little more next week when I, I was originally going to be talking about some of the crazy leftists like Cenk Younger and Young Turk type folks. Um, I'm going to talk about this a little more next week, but the mayor of Jacksonville, the person who won the Jacksonville race, Jacksonville has, is typically seen as a conservative city. There's more Republicans than Democrats, um, but there's a bunch of independent voters as well. So the way that the, that the Democrat, our mayor-to-be, mayor-elect, won her election is by not by running to the left. I mean, I would love people to be as far left as possible, but in this particular race, she needed to attract the center in order to win and she did so she won and so you need to do what you need to do to win um and her republican counterpart outspent her by four times and she still won because the right wing has gone cuckoo and so there's there's room to grab those people and to because they're abandoning the party because of how crazy they've got you know with donald trump like like to show how crazy the republican party has gotten what you had? I think was it was it McCarthy that was complaining that uh, that this month alone uh, Joe Biden's administration has caught more terror suspects on the border than the entirety of the Donald Trump administration. I'm like, that's a campaign commercial for Biden. Like, congratulations, Biden administration, you did a great job. You're doing a much better job than Trump did. You're stopping these people from harming U.S. citizens. Like. Like when they when they come when they say oh Joe Biden stopped six million pounds of fentanyl from crossing the border good you're doing great good job Joe keep it up keep up the good work like what they want did they want it to come into the cities or is the Republican Party getting financed through the sale of fentanyl and that's why they're mad that's that's how they fund their operations by by selling fentanyl in the inner cities hoping that the inner city kids will will uh, overdose and they kill two birds with one stone they they get money to fund their campaign operations and they kill off the voters who they don't like. Like, come on. Like it's, it's so ridiculous. Like it has so jumped the shark that like I miss in some time, in some parts, I miss the nostalgic Congress that Joe Biden wishes still existed where people could come together and work together on things and not be so stupid. But things have gotten stupid because of Republican gerrymandering. So, yes, make sure to hit the like. There's 17 viewers and 12 likes. Hit that like. Smash it.
Um, so yeah, so I, I couldn't make that traitor the hypocrite of the week. Um, so we also, let's see, before we hit, I think about that a half hour mark, I was going to start going into the whole, uh, the whole um, Rudy Giuliani thing, you know, because turds of a feather flock together and we've had Donald Trump with his $5 million uh, lawsuit. Now we've got uh, Rudy Giuliani with 20 some odd civil charges being brought towards him by uh, his former employee uh, and uh, victim. Oof. It, it's terrible. Now, look, if you are triggered when it comes to certain things, that we're going to be talking about things like, you know, sexual assault, sexual abuse, rape. Uh, we'll be talking about um, hostile work environments. If, if, if you've had to deal with these things and you can't hear those things, I, I fully understand if you don't want to listen to it after I'm done with uh, Words of Redneck Wisdom or maybe a little bit longer. Um, so anyway, so here, first, look, I should make bingo cards. I should make Words of Redneck Wisdom bingo cards. Maybe I need to find a way to like have like a random bingo card generator and have y'all be able to like generate yours and print it out. And then like, you know, someone could shout bingo and share a screenshot on Twitter or something. That's a project. That's a project. So we, we, that, that is something in the future that maybe I'll do if, there, if, if there's interest for that. Maybe, maybe when I get bigger, maybe when I do that, that'll be something in the future. I'll have a words of redneck wisdom. Um, if, uh, and I'll have some sort of redneck conservative agenda bingo card generator. And if you get bingo on it, maybe you win a prize or something. So that, that, that's something that I think would be a fun idea. Let's put it on the back burner for a second. But if you had, I think everybody would win a prize with this one because I think he hits bingo every, every possible bingo out there. So without further ado. And now, words of redneck wisdom brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. So there's no difference between the Bud Light CEO, the Fox News management, all the way to CNN and beyond. It's the uniparty shadow government, a wholly owned subsidiary of the one world government run by Democrats. They had proof in hand of Biden family corruption, play-for-pay schemes. Before the 2020 election, they did nothing. In fact, they covered it up using their 50-plus intel agents who uh, reputed the story of uh, Hunter and his laptop. And now they're staging for the next major interruption, originally planned to coincide with the 2024 presidential election, which could possibly signal the downfall of the American dollar Democrats and Joe Biden flirt with the debt ceiling, which has already been passed in the House, so they have a a way out, but if they choose not to take it, one small momentary default, only on paper, will be designed to run other countries away from the United States dollar into the arms of the uh, Chinese yuan, 
And I believe Joe Biden's grandchildren, who were paid millions of dollars, unexplained. In fact, Joe is proud Hunter's involvement in these scandals. He's actually proud of it. And if you thought COVID-19 was bad in 2020, wait and see what 2024 is going to do to supersede those events. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Den Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Hey, Aquatic, hey, Alaraja, hey, Crimson, um, I'm going to miss Teresa, hey, how's it going? Um, Yeah, I think he just missed, what, uh, Pizzagate and Epstein and a couple of other things, maybe. So, yeah, Um, this guy actually does, like, he's the creative guy on the WGSO morning show, like, He's the guy that makes all of their bits. Like, I, 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 they're they're really bad. Like, they're really, 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 really bad. And not just like not like the one that played before this clip before that he called in or he talked like was like horrible. Like not just in a poorly produced way, but horrible. Like in a oh my god, you're a horrible person. You you don't deserve to be anywhere near a radio station type of way. Like, why do they keep saying, well, they say the debt ceiling bill passed because the House of Representatives passed the debt ceiling bill with a whole lot of other crap on it, like cutting funding for veterans and other stuff that there's no way that the Democrats are going to pass it. They won't pass a clean one because they're stupid. Um, and they, you know, they, the Republicans have no problem passing, letting the debt ceiling, you know, be exceeded simply because of the fact that it will happen under Biden. Of course, I am on team 14th amendment. I am, I've always been on team 14th amendment once I, you know, once this all came up because it's like the 14th amendment clearly states that you shall not question the debt of the United States government. There's, there's no reason to, you can't. So you can't, so we we, we can spend as much as we want. Spend all you want. We'll make more. It's literally in the Constitution. So if it's literally on the Constitution that you can't question the debt, then how can there be a ceiling? How can the debt ceiling be constitutional? It can't. So it should, it should just be ignored. Serious, simple as that. And a lot of people are – so there, there, I don't know how if a lot of people are saying it, but there are people who are saying that the 14th Amendment option is an option that's on the table – for Biden to use, and he hasn't, frankly, um, said no to it. But I guess we're going to see what compromise he's going to come up with. Um, and if I, look, I, I will fully criticize any compromise that I think goes too far. I absolutely will fully. Um, oh wait, did Elon have an Epstein subpoena today? Ooh. <clears throat> and I don't know if I discussed this before, whatever. I used to be on the team of. Let everybody see every name on Epstein's flight logs. And because I used to, you know, that's the emotional appeal of, you know, hey, we want to see everybody on that flight because, hey, they must all be sickos. But in reality, you don't know. You don't know who all was on that flight and for what business they were going to for that. Maybe 
you know, was every event on an island a sicko event? If it was, then maybe sure. But if maybe some events on that island were not sicko events, and if and if you were, and so if you could only have the flights to the sicko events, then sure. But if 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 you didn't couldn't if you couldn't like segregate between who went to the sicko events and who went who didn't go to the sicko events, then maybe don't release it because then you're going to have some people who might not have known what Epstein was up to um, on those non-sicko days. And, and there's no reason to tarnish people's names, um, you know, without knowing whether or not they were involved with that. Now, Trump, he tarnishes his name all of himself. I mean, Trump was the one who said that if he wasn't, he would date her, if he would date Melania, if he was not, not Melania, Ivanka, if she wasn't his daughter, you know, gross. <laughs> so, the aquatic, yeah, but our debt interest payment is coming close to exceeding what we spend in military. That's not, it is not, absolutely, it is not. Um, I'm wondering if they just do the platinum coin trick too, which seems like a my sleight of hand thing, but who knows. Um, but the thing is, is that in order for us to, you know, in order to pay down debt, you have to do two things, cut some spending and raise income. Because when I want to pay down my debt, I had to get a better job and I had to cut some spending. So I do both. Simple as that. Well, like they don't want to increase the revenue that comes in. They go. They they still buy the whole Laffer curve BS, voodoo economics, um, something D O O economics, voodoo economics. Um, they still buy that crap. So. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, you just can't teach them anything new, I guess, new. They're not going to change their mind after so long. The debt based Ponzi scheme, sure. Um, but, but I mean, at some point, Bill Clinton did have us with no deficit. So we were actually chipping away at the national debt under Clinton, and then the Republicans just squandered it. So you can do it again, but it requires raising taxes on the wealthy. And that's as simple as that. Now, one thing that would be good to do is to write off all the student loan debt. But they're fighting that too. And everyone's like, we can't afford that. Well, sure we can. Cut If we wrote off every single federally held student loan right now, it wouldn't cost us a single penny. Not one. Because it's already spent. If it's federally held, we've already spent the money. It was. It's already been bought and paid for. It's spent. Just whew. does it cost any additional one red penny? No, it's not, it, it might cost you future revenues, but it's not costing you any money right now. So do it. We'll see what happens. One of the things that I'm looking forward to doing is when they do the adjustment. I was talking about this a little bit on one, one of my Nerdy Dan streams, and I was trying to figure out if they'd done the calculation yet, because one of the student loan changes, and we're going to get to the Rudy thing in a second, one of the student loan changes that they did, above and beyond the forgiveness of the ten or $20,000, which I get to twenty because I had a Pell Grant for some butt or whatever, but that doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't help me at all. Um, but one of the things you're going to do is Every all the time spent in like deferment and forbearance and all the time spent in repayments, whether or not you're actually repaying or if you were 
in forbearance or deferment or like the COVID deferment or whatever, all that time spent since leaving school, all that time I get like written off as, as years towards my repayment. Even if I didn't pay a single cent, I get all of that towards it, which as I calculate it, it could be maybe 17 years. It could be as much as 20. I don't know. It might be even more. I don't know. But I think I have 25 years overall to pay. So when I, when, when I see how much, how many months of payments they knock off because of this one-time adjustment, and then when I see how much my repayment is going to be, my monthly repayment once that restarts, because I'm not looking forward to that at all, um, I'll be able to tell you exactly how much Joe Biden has saved me because he was president of the United States of America. And I'll be able to come on here and be able to say, thank you, Joe Biden, for saving me X amount of money because you just cut off that amount of student loan payments at the minimum because they'll be income-based. And if my income goes up, I'll still have to pay a little bit more. But you've you know, saved me at least this much. If I would have had to keep paying more and more in the future, my, those payments would have gone up in the future payment. So you're saving me money on the end of it, not the beginning of it. So, so I'm very much looking forward to being able to make that video when it happens. And I'm hoping it happens sometime in the next month or two because they're supposed to do it in the spring. And so we'll see. And then repayments are supposed to start sometime in August. And I'm not happy about that. Ugh. Anyway. Reset, uh, 914-803-4131, 914-803-4131 is the phone number, patreon.com slash to support the show uh, on a monthly basis as low as five bucks. Um, for those of you who have been the, the OGs um, and the Mod Squad, uh, my wife will be working on those t-shirts soon. It's just we, uh, we uh, with my mother-in-law living with us, she's, we've been busy with that, so she's had to put some of that stuff on the back burner. Um, but we will be getting those those shirts to y'all who've been those patrons for a while. We appreciate y'all muchly for that, and we'll be getting those out to you um, as soon as we can. Um, buy me a cider, uh, buy me a coffee.com slash liberaldanradio, or just go to the liberaldan.com link and click the buy me a cider button, or you can also Venmo me um, at liberaldan on Venmo. Just checking my messages or whatever. I thought I had a message, but I don't. Anywho, um, so let's go ahead and swap the view out uh, to the alternate scene. Oh, wait, that's the wrong screen. Um, <laughs> so let's do this then. If this is over here, we're going to put this over here. We're going to put this over here. No, I didn't want that there. I want this here. Let's maximize that. And then we're going to now do the alternate scene. There we go. All right. I can hide the Settings. Uh, I don't need that yet. Oh well. Okay. So I guess I can also add a second screen to it or whatever. Hold on. Let me add 
image existing. Do 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 do. That. Wait, what happened? I missed something. I clicked the wrong button. <laughs> there it is. That's big. There you go. I can just put it on top of me. There you go. Anyway, so there you go. Noel Dunphy was somebody who was hired by Rudy, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Um, and Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani Partners LLC, Giuliani Group LLC, Giuliani Security and Safety LLC, and John or Jane Doe's 1 through 10. Wonder who they are. Um, so apparently Rudy has lots of companies. Um, that he, I guess, had her doing work for. Um, Giuliani was in, in, hired Miss Dumpy in 2019. He was at the height of his influence, serving as personal lawyer for then Donald Trump. He had fashioned himself publicly as a major player in American politics, a successful businessman and important power broker who wielded enormous, huge power over others. It was huge. He had such huge power. It was huge. That's right. It was huge. It was huge. Um, Giuliani worked aggressively to hire Dunphy, offering what was seen to be like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know, it's too good to be true. It's probably too good to be true, but, you know. To work as his director of business development with a salary of $1 million per year, plus expenses. Um, as an added inducement, Giuliani offered to provide pro bono legal representation to Ms. Dunphy in collection of an ongoing dispute arising from an abusive ex-partner. Um, Dunphy the chance to work for an influential politician once dubbed America's mayor, uh, America something else now, uh, combined with the prospect of free legal representation by a former U.S. state's attorney uh, for the Southern District of New York was a rare opportunity and too good to pass up. Thank you, Joey. Appreciate you. Um, Giuliani's offer came a significant catch. Giuliani was in the midst of an acrimonious divorce, as, and he told Ms. Dunphy that he would pay her and it would have to be deferred, and he wanted her employment to be kept secret until divorce proceedings finished because he claimed his crazy ex-wife and her lawyers were watching his cash flow and that his ex-wife would attack and retaliate against any female employee that Giuliani hired. Dun, dun, dun. Wait, I should, I should actually hold on. That's deserving of something else. His uh, ex-wife would attack and retaliate against any female employee that Giuliani hired. <laughs> There you go. Julian promised Miss Dumpy that his divorce would be resolved any day now, and therefore the deferral of her pay and the need to keep her employment secret would soon end. Miss Dumpy reluctantly agreed to defer her pay and not to publicize her employment because she viewed the job, salary, and free legal representation as being worth the wait. Um, let's see, John, Jeff Curry, MAGA guy, asked to define woke. He said, is trying to please everybody all the time. Sounds like a horrible way to live, huh? Yeah. I mean, that's not the definition of woke. I mean, just refer to, refer to Ron DeSantis's attorney. Uh, who correctly defined woke in a very short way in court. So they know what it is. It's just, you know, they just don't want to admit it. Or at least the, the upper people who are using it as pejorative know what it is. The lower people have no idea and they can't do it. Um, anyway, by the way, if you're watching on a computer and you want to be able to view a better version of this as I'm scrolling, um, there I link to it on Liberal Dance. 
Um, I don't know if I have it on, on the YouTube link, but I, I think it might be on the bottom of the YouTube description as well, but I also link to it from Liberal Dan. On, on, if you go to the blog, the post for this show, and you click on Rudy Giuliani, it brings you to this PDF. So if you want to follow along at home, uh, you can. Um, page two right now. And there's 70 pages, so we're going to skip some. So Giuliani's seemingly generous offer was were a sham motivated by his secret desire to pursue a sexual relationship with Miss Dumphy. Sorry. In total disregard for the restraints that would have protected her as employee and as client. As Giuliani later admitted in a recorded statement, he wanted Miss Dumphy from the day he interviewed her. Well then. Giuliani began abusing Miss Dumphy almost immediately. After she started working for the defendants, he made clear that satisfying his sexual demands, which came virtually anytime, anywhere, was an absolute requirement of her employment and of his legal representation. Giuliani became requiring Miss Dumpy to work at his home and out of hotel rooms so that she would be at his beck and call. He drank morning, noon, and night and was frequently intoxicated, and therefore his behavior was always unpredictable. Ugh, can you just imagine, like, you, you saw his sweaty hair dye, like... In that hearing, <laughs> brace yourself, folks. Giuliani also took Viagra constantly. <sighs> Sounds like he was hard up for something. <sighs> Sorry. <clears throat> While working with Miss Dumpy, Giuliani would look to Miss Dumpy to po- and point to his Mm-mm. eggplant. Tell her that he could not do any work until you take care of this. Miss Dumpy works until the, under the constant threat that Giuliani might demand sex from her at any moment. Even when COVID-19 pandemic haunted Giuliani's ability to physically assault her, he demanded that she disrobe during their work-related video conferences. Hmm. Uh, Giuliani also abused his position as a lawyer to pressure her into sex. In one instance, Giuliani promised Miss Dumpy he would give her $300,000 if she would forego her legal rights in connection with her pending case and F me like crazy, this statement was recorded. Why are they so dumb? Like, we already know he's gross. We already know he's terrible. And if this is recorded, then we already know he's a rapist. I mean, it's not. You can't see that it's anything other than rape. I mean, he, he has the power over her. She has no power over him. And yeah, Ugh. and if she and if she actually ended up, if the, if the act actually happened, then that's rape. If it if it didn't happen in that in that particular instance, it's like sexual harassment. Still, Ugh. what's up, Andrea? Yeah, I, you, you don't want to listen to this while eating. Rudy, Rudy's sexual rapey advances. Ugh. I don't even want to call them sexual advances. They're just rapey advances. Um, as Miss Stumpy continued to work for Giuliani and Giuliani companies, the work environment became increasingly, increasingly hostile. So, I mean, you were already at that point, and then it got even more hostile. How do you get more hostile than that? Oh, there. You, well, here we go. In addition to his sexual demands, Giuliani went on alcohol-drenched rants that included sexist, racist, and anti-Semitic remarks, which made the work environment unbearable. Well, like, I mean, I don't know. 
<clears throat> I'm just going to say that this is probably coming from a point of privilege because I'm a guy and while maybe what happened to me one time when I was a teenager and the woman told me that if I didn't, you know, do certain things that I wouldn't get a ride home, you know, that didn't necessarily affect me that badly. and I wasn't harmed by it. I don't feel in any way, but there was still rapey of her to do. Um, you know, I, I, I don't live my life under the constant threat and fear of valid threat and fear of that I could be sexually assaulted. I don't have that fear as a guy. I don't know what it is to be like that. Um, so I'm going to have to defer to the women or other femme presenting individuals who maybe, as I'm putting myself in their shoes, um, might maybe and, and and if you can correct me if I'm wrong in the chat if I'm because I'm trying to I'm trying to this is what I do when I just what I describe in my coming to terms with activism like you hear something and you have an initial gut reaction and instead of just jumping on the gut reaction you take a step back a second and you think about it for a second because that's what just happened here you you witnessed it firsthand you witnessed it firsthand you witnessed me reading that and then being like what that doesn't make sense to me with my worldview, but now I'm trying to understand it and trying to and perceive it from somebody else's worldview. So perhaps, and again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, if I'm, if I'm reading this potentially incorrectly, um, but perhaps that she is a woman who is used to and desensitized to the ongoing, um, you know, constant threats all the time of, you know, sexual assault, sexual abuse, rape, and the constant, you know, in the workplace of sexual harassment and everything like that that goes on in the workplace is probably not her first time dealing with um, sexual harassment, sexual abuse in the workplace, you know, verbal. And they may very well not be the first time dealing with um, inappropriate sexual contact uh, from a person, maybe not even from from a boss. Um, that maybe that's desensitized her to the point that it might make um, sexist, racist, and anti-Semitic remarks. That might be what makes the work environment unbearable, even though I would view, even though I'm I'm Jewish, I would view those three things as being something that I would see as, as not as bad to me and the other thing would make the work environment worse. But that maybe that's because I haven't had to deal with that work environment. I haven't been on the brunt of that other environment. And as such, I haven't been desensitized to it. Like maybe she has. And as such, those other things may be piled on. Are, this, are more jarring because there may be things, especially the racist and anti-Semitic things, maybe things she doesn't deal with as much. I don't know. And you can correct me in the chat if I'm wrong, if, if maybe there's another way to look at it or whatever. Um, Jeff Curry, giving a drunk girl ride home once she kept asking for sex, and Daniel dropped her off at a gas station. I mean, that's got a gas station. That's kind of, I mean, I, again, yeah, when I was in college, we were taking a cab ride home, me and somebody who I was interested in, and then I think she was interested in me, but 
her sorority sisters were with us in the cab and I was like, look, get her back to her dorm because she's, she's too drunk and I don't want to do anything with her when she's that drunk. And, and this was in the nineties, you know, this was well before, you know, me too. This was well before, you know, I think it was made to be a, a huge thing. I mean, my parents made it a huge, my mom made it a huge thing. I mean, she made sure that I knew that no means no and that, I respected people's autonomy and, you know, but it wasn't something that was necessarily, I think, talked about as much, maybe. I don't know. All right. So despite the horrible conditions she endured, Miss Stumpy excelled at work. She generated substantial business opportunities that was available around the clock, <laughs> helped Giuliani maintain his public image. Well, <laughs> I, uh, I question that part of the lawsuit, unless she's going to ascertain that he's going to, he would, he would have looked, much worse than what he looked like without her help, then maybe she could take credit for that. Uh, diligently ensured that his day-to-day business needs were met, and ultimately Giuliani's company is callously tossed with Stumpy aside, never paying her for the work she performed, leaving her traumatized by the abuse she suffered. So not only did he use her and abuse her, he tossed her aside and didn't pay her. Um, good night, Leanna. Thank you for stopping back. I'm glad you got to listen as well. Appreciate you. Um, and yes, like becoming out of abusive a relationship would also make her more vulnerable, definitely. Um, so the parties of the lawsuit, Dumpy is an individual who's out in New York and Florida, Giuliani, Giuliani Partners, an LLC, another LLC, another LLC, upon information and belief, uh, wait, I've scrolled too far. Um, I didn't really, John Doe, John or Jane Doe's when they tender individuals who reside in the state of New York. That's interesting. I don't know why. Whatever. Giuliani companies comprise a single employer or a single integrated enterprise since they share interrelated operations, centralized control of labor relations, common management, and common ownership or financial control. Um, Giuliani owns the controlling interest of each of the Giuliani companies and he exercises complete dominion and control over the Giuliani companies. So he owns all of them, and I'm sure there's some stupid tax reasons why he has multiple of these damn things. Uh, basically, probably shoves shovels money into one of them and the other one of them just to make sure that if one of them gets sued, the other ones are safe. But she's doing all of them, so screw you, Rudy. Um, I'm sure Rudy will take this as a badge of honor. And, I'll, I'll, and you know, I'm hoping that she gets to Rudy before Dominion does. I hope this suit settles before Dominion does, because while I'm sure I hope Dominion takes him to the cleaners, I hope she gets her money first. Um, so she, so he gets, so she gets paid before a big corporation does. Cause even though Dominion deserves to rake him across the coals, I'd rather her get the money than a big corporation. Um, all right. Jurisdiction and venue. That's boring. Um, factual allegations. Um, this is just about Miss Dumpy's background, background about Giuliani, um, all about his history and him being a piece of shit. No, <laughs> um, he apparently first tried to hire her in 2016. She was not interested. Um, here's where it gets super creepy. Super creepy. On or about January 9, 2019, Giuliani sent, uh, let's see. So, so Ms. Dumpy like, had no reason to believe the interaction was anything other than business. Giuliani gave Ms. Dumpy his business card at the end of the interaction. This is 2016. Asked that she contact him to further talk about working with him. Ms. Dumpy had no intention of working with Giuliani. Did not contact him. Miss Dumpy had no contact with Giuliani until he contacted her in 2019. 
On or about January 9th, 2019, Giuliani sent Ms. Dumpy an unsolicited Facebook message and friend request. A true and correct copy of Facebook friend request is annexed here as Exhibit A. Ms. Dumpy was surprised that Giuliani had tracked her down at years after their first interaction. So Giuliani, after three years, went and hunted her down on Facebook and then added her randomly. Ooh. And messaged her. But the timing was fortuitous because Dumpy was currently seeking new career opportunities and also needed legal advice. If I had, if I was, if I would bet dollars to donuts, I would bet you that Giuliani was doing something to keep track, to know, to be like, let me know when, when she needs a job. Like, let me know when she's looking for a job. Like, put a tail on her and let me know. When, when she's when she's needs a job so I can go reach out to her and be her knight in shining armor. And then like maybe like the private eye or whatever that, that he's since he's obsessed with this woman, maybe the private eye was like, Oh, well not only is she seeking a job, she also is having a, a divorce. She needs legal help with a with a domestic abuse relationship. And he's like, Oh goody, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go be the knight in shining armor and then, you know, get free work out of her and assault her. Gross. Mm. Uh, Ms. Dumpy accepted the friend request, responded to the message, interviewed. Um, then the, the agreement to be worked for a million dollars a year, hire pro bono. Um, let's see. Boom, 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 boom. What's... During the job interview, Giuliani said and Ms. Dumpy discussed that her responsibilities would include generating business opportunities, including speeches, clients, which Giuliani told her historically earned him $10 million per year, public relations work such as editing Giuliani's social media posts and ensuring it was presentable to the public, monitoring his email, assisting him with responding to emails, making travel arrangements, scheduling meetings, and generally being on call for whatever Giuliani, Giuliani and his companies needed, including some special on-call stuff. Apparently, um, as they talked, uh, Ms. Duffy suggested several ways uh, they could generate revenue. These have created a podcast, a Netflix series, documentaries, other endeavors, uh, later, Giuliani took advantage of several of these suggestions, and Miss Dumpy worked to develop some of these projects. Um, Giuliani said Miss Dumpy also, Miss Giuliani and Miss Dumpy also discussed during the interview that she one day write a book on Giuliani and Trump. Giuliani gave Miss Dumpy permission to record her interactions with Giuliani anytime, anywhere, dumbass, as well as Giuliani's interaction with others, dumbass. Giuliani therefore continually permitted and authorized Miss Dumpy to make such recordings, dumbass. Uh, he never asked her to stop recording any interaction. At times, Giuliani pressed record himself on Miss Dumpy's cell phone to record their conversations. Dumbass. What's up, Agoff Twitler? Yeah, she is not bound by Rudy's client. Yeah, she, attorney-client privilege is, is, is something that's bound on the attorney, not the client. Um <laughs> Yeah, the Borat movie. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm going to get to the Borat movie, Jeff. That that's hilarious. Ah, 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 shoot. Oh, now I went too far back. Oh well. Um, I just parties reached an agreement. Uh, Juliana the strange requirement that the payment is deferred because the ex-wife. We already went over that. Um. During the interview, Giuliani offered Ms. Dumpy an additional inducement. He learned he was a, she was a survivor of domestic abuse and offered to represent her pro bono. Um, 
you know, I, I'm not typically a conspiracy theorist, but I'm wondering if he learned it during the interview or if he learned it before. I'm wondering if he already knew that because he seems kind of stalkery already. So maybe he already knew that prior. Um, so she called her parents. Um, unbeknownst to Ms. Dumpty, Giuliani and Perry decided during the interview that, that he would use the job offer as a pretext to develop a quid pro quo sexual relationship. He was later recorded telling Dumpty, I've wanted you from the day I interviewed you. So romantic. Um, do, 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 do. So Giuliani in the first meeting with the Ukrainian associates, he drank, pressured her to drink. Um, he wanted privacy in the back seat of the limo um, and told the bodyguard to take a separate car. Um, he kissed Miss Dumphy. Uh, she declined going into the home. Um, he would like Miss Dumphy. He would like it if Miss Dumphy sent flirtatious photos. Um, and she was confused as to what just happened. Of course. Juliana begins asking Ms. Dumpy bizarre and intrusive sexual questions on the guise of providing legal advice. Um, Ms. Dumpy began worrying about her legal matters under the guise of providing legal advice. Juliana started asking Ms. Dumpy for extremely personal details about her past, including details about her sexual encounters. Ms. Dumpy was disturbed by these questions, but Juliana claimed it was necessary for his research for a case, I'm sure. Ms. Dumpy would soon learn Giuliani's probing questions were not designed to, for, for legal advice, but uh, was using them to arouse himself. Uh, Miss Dumpy did not know yet, but Juliana would force her to repeat the cycle of abuse she had suffered. Um, and then, let's see, that, January 21st, 2019, um, Juliana called Miss Dumpy 14 times on January 24th. Juliana required that Dumpy discuss business and current events with him on the phone for eight to 10 hours a day um, because Juliana was both her boss and her lawyer. She felt that he had to respond. She had to respond as required, especially because she had to be available 24/7 under the terms of her employment. Juliana insisted Miss Dumpy stay in a guest suite in his Upper East Side apartment. Miss Dumpy was surprised, but Juliana assured her that employees often slept in his guest suite, which included a private bedroom and bathroom. She was uncomfortable and tried to secure other accommodations. Um, Juliana had alcoholic beverages when she when she came into the house. Um, After finishing the drinks, Miss Dumpy went to the guest suite alone, put a suitcase in the bed, took a shower. Miss Dumpy got out of the shower. She started to see Giuliani had entered the guest suite uninvited. Um, She wanted to get dressed, unpack, settle. She asked for privacy. He sat in the bed and pulled down his pants. The following screenshot from the film Borat depicts Giuliani acting in a similar manner with how he acted with Miss Dumpy. So there's an actual picture of him laying in the bed with Borat, and that's just amazing. I would never would have thought that a screenshot from a film from from a from a shot from Borat would make a proceeding about Rudy Giuliani. That's just amazing. I never would have thought, you know, I mean, there's nothing wrong with using Viagra if you need to use Viagra, but I mean, daily is probably a little too much. Um. He forced a sex act on her. Um, uh, 
but he didn't, she didn't want to lose the job, nor did she want to lose the, the free legal advice, which is why you're not allowed to do that as a lawyer and is why you're not allowed to do that as a boss. Um, then after the pressure into the sex act, she was then required to come with him to a late dinner and to Lev Parnas' house. Um, then he asked, she asked for the human HR director, and he says, I do not have an HR director. Um, he bragged that no one would ever sue him because he was connected to President Trump, and he had private investigators who would punish anyone who complained. That's why and he has the private investigators. That's why I think that he already knew that she was, that she was abused and that he already knew that she was dealing, that she didn't have a job or was looking for a job. So he probably used the private investigators to get information on her to be able to make his move. Because, you know, just my theory, not claiming that actually happened, it's just a theory and, and just my opinion, man. Um, due to, she also reviewed contacts with entertainment industry professionals, sought their advice, analyzed various opinions, researched documentary makers. She later reached out to certain producers and had lengthy meetings with them about projects. Giuliani loads his email account onto Ms. Dumpy's computer. Um, so he, she had his password on her computer. Dumbass. Once Giuliani's email account was loaded into Dumpy's computer, at least 23,000 emails associated with the account, including many from her employment with Giuliani, were stored on her computer. Since Giuliani gave Ms. Dumpy access to the email account, she had access to information that was upon information and belief privileged, confidential, and highly sensitive. <clears throat> For example... Ms. Dumpy was given access to emails from two or concerning President Trump, the Trump family, including Trump from Donald Trump Jr., Ivanka Trump, and Eric Trump, Trump's son-in-law Jared Kushner, former MCI Director Louis Frey, Trump lawyer Jay Sekulo, Secretary of State, former aides to Donald Trump, such as Steve Bannon, Reince Priebus, Kellyanne Conway, uh, Michael Mukasey, Jeff Sessions, Rupert Murdoch, Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, Newt, um, Recep Tayyip, Erdogan Ur- of Turkey, the Ailes family, the Frack, Bernard Kirkig, Igor Freeman, Liv Parnas, um, McKenzie, Costello, Fielding, Joe Genova. Um, Dumpy understood that she was given access to the emails because she was employed by Giuliani and the companies. Indeed, although Giuliani and surrogates have argued that Ms. Dumpy was not an employee of Giuliani or the Giuliani companies, it is impossible to understand Giuliani's decision to give Ms. Dumpy complete access to and copies of the sensitive emails in any other context. Dumbass. He's a dumbass. That's the other thing. Hey, see, hi, how's it going? Oh, see, P-Dubs, if they could end the birth control pill of the morning after pill, Viagra should go as all. Well, what's up for, it's not birth control of the morning after pill, it's up currently, it's Mifeprestrone, which is the abortion pill, though, again, as uh, Justice Thomas was clear about, he also thinks that the rulings that made those pills legal were also unfounded in a way that's unconstitutional, and as such, those are technically at risk, even though Alito insisted that they were not. Um, let's see. Boo, 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 boo. Giuliani never required an NDA or a confidentiality agreement. Dumbass. Um, as part of a work, Ms. Dumpy warned Giuliani about the danger of his use of regular Gmail for work, about his habit of logging in from unsecured Wi-Fi networks. She had researched additional security measures for him, recommended to him, and recommended experts to review his practices, um, including a letting somebody who hasn't signed an NDA or a confidentiality agreement to use your email. Um, Giuliani introduces her as a new employee, even though he claims she's not an employee. Um, 
used to work for defendants, blah, blah, blah. Giuliani kept working with Dunphy on legal matters, edited and drafted affidavits, blah, blah, blah. Giuliani moves Ms. Dunphy's work location from the company's offices to his apartment and continues forcing Ms. Dunphy to satisfy his sexual demands. Again, should you really call it sexual demands? I mean, it's, it's a sexual assault, but... And continues raping Ms. Dunphy. How about that? That's a better wording. Um, continues to... Uh, you know, basically work, work, assault, work, assault, work, assault is what they did, basically. Um, Giuliani often demanded that she work naked in a bikini or in short shorts with an American flag on them that he bought for her. America! Wow. When they were apart, they would work remotely via teleconferences, and those conferences always had to remove her clothes on camera. He called from his bed, where he was doing what you think he was doing. Um... He would force her to – he would feel like Bill Clinton, that, let's just put it that way, what he was on calls. Um, upon information and belief, some individuals who Giuliani spoke with on these calls were law clients of Giuliani, such as Mr. Trump, were unaware of Ms. Dumpy was in the room and could overhear the conversations. Upon certain times, Ms. Dumpy overheard discussions which contained upon information and belief privileged or confidential information. These discussions include, for example, strategies as to how to deal with the investigation being conducted by Robert Mueller um, and where, whether it might be possible to distract, intimidate, or otherwise dissuade Mueller from proceeding against Trump. Um, wow. Let's see. During this time, the work environment was regularly affected by Giuliani's chronic alcoholism. Giuliani was rarely sober, drank all day and night. Uh, maybe there was like dark rum coming out of his head instead of the shoe polish. Who knows? Um, yeah, we can't, P dubs, you can't have a bunch of rapists running around with hard ons. That's like, that's what chemical castration's for, right? What's up, real Bill P? What's going on? Yeah, this is very sickening. I, I briefly glanced over some of it, but, I, but I'm going over it more now, although I'll probably end probably about 20 minutes or so. Um, Giuliani began to tell Ms. Dumpy that he loved her. Of course he did. Um, often while coercing her to perform um, a beach on him, as some of the youth might say. Um, Ms. Dumpy confided in a friend about the abuse she'd experienced. She told her friend that Giuliani acted like performing uh, a beach was a requirement of her job and pressured her for it constantly. Ms. Dumpy also told the friend how she felt like she had no choice but to comply given the circumstances. Uh, she, he keeps refusing to pay the salary, but strings her along with small cash payments. Um, he said that the divorce would settle any day, that his companies would make her whole. Uh, to tidy her over, uh, sometimes he would pay her in no more than 5000 random times. February 1st, 2019, he gave her four grand as part of her, quote, deferred pay. Um, he also allowed for certain things to be paid for by the corporate credit card, like Uber and Lyft expenses for work-related stuff. Um, to bolster his claims about the need to keep it secret, Giuliani told Dumpy about other schemes he undertook to reduce the amounts he owed to his ex-wife. For example, Giuliani told Ms. Dumpy that someone owed him $1 million, but Giuliani hinted that instead of having the money paid to him, he had his friend, Robert Strick, hold it for him. He said, Robert Strick just got me a million-dollar payment. The statement was recorded. So he was performing fraud, uh, and he had that recorded because she can record his statements 
at any time she wanted to because he agreed to it. Dumbass. Um, likewise, Julia, like, how are you a lawyer? I mean, I know you were disbarred for a bit, but how is he a lawyer? How could he ever become a lawyer? Like, how? Uh, let's see. Likewise, Giuliani told Ms. Dumpy about other instances in which he would have had others hold, receive and hold money that was due to him so that his ex-wife would not know he received the money. Upon information and belief, these individuals holding the money would have given Giuliani cash from time to time so that the funds could not be traced to Giuliani. What a scumbag. Uh, I mean, we already knew that, but geez. Um, continues abusing her. Um, obsessive calling. On February 6th, Julian had bought a spot battery case from Apple so that Miss Dumpy could always be on call for him. This is sure she had no excuse to not respond. Abusive. Um, on this day, Miss Giuliani had Miss Dumpy sit in a speakerphone conversation about a potential business opportunity involving a $72 billion gas deal in China. On February 9th, 2019, as part of her job duties, Miss Dumpy had a conversation with Giuliani about whether she should he should register under the uh, Foreign Agents Registration Act in anticipation of a meeting later that day with Liv Parnas to discuss a foreign business opportunity. The following is a true and correct copy of the photo that Miss Dumpy, Giuliani, and Mr. Parnas took that day. On or about February 10th, 2019, Giuliani reiterated his consent to audio recording of his conversations. He cons- his consent was recorded. On the 11th, Giuliani performed legal work for Miss Dumpy. At the same time, Giuliani kept trying to control Miss Dumpy on February 11th. He texted, you're mine. Nobody will ever have you now. Uh, yeah, Jeff, I don't think that's sexual unless you're doing inappropriate things with the chicken. Um, yes, his ex-wife, I'm sure, is having a field day over this. And I'm wondering if the ex-wife can now go back and be like, um, let's go back to re- revisit this divorce settlement because, you know, F you. I don't even know if they've settled yet. Let's see. Um... Rudy's ex-wife tells him to cough up $262,000 or face jail time. Um, things continue to go downhill for the former mayor turned Trump attorney. Um, Judith filed for divorce April 2018 following 15 years of marriage and proceeded to engage in an extremely combative battle as they divided their assets. A previous lawyer of Judith accused Rudy of working for Trump pro bono to lower his income and thus the amount of alimony he had to pay his ex. Judith also alleged that Rudy stole her Christmas decorations while he claimed he took his TV remote controls and cable box so he couldn't watch himself on TV. Per page six, the former mayor denied both working for Trump for free to reduce his alimony uh, and payments, whatever. Those trying to keep the former mayor's love by straight. His first marriage was to his cousin, which was followed by an 18-year marriage to Donna Hanover, the mother of two children, who found out he was leaving her during a press conference. According to Judith's lawyer, Judith's lawyer who spoke to page six, despite allegedly being stiffed for $262,000, Judith is doing great. Rudy, on the other hand, has been ordered to testify before Georgia's grand jury, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, I guess it, I guess the divorce is finalized, but I'm, uh, I'm wondering if it's going to come back because the in the court proceedings he may have been found to have perjured himself. Let's see. Let's, let's just... Pop open the news section tab for that and see. Yeah, Rudy's first wife was his cousin. Nothing says loving like kissing your cousin. Maybe he could qualify for some words of redneck wisdom. <clears throat> so 
See, in the text message, he referred to him, Giuliani referred to her as his chief consultant. That's more proof that, you know, she was an employee, that she was doing work for him. <coughs> he also asked Ms. Dumphy if she knew anybody in need of a pardon. Except, well, clearly she does. Giuliani. Um, he was selling them for $2 million, which he and President Trump would split. He told Ms. Dumphy that she could refer individuals seeking pardons to him so long as they did not go through the normal channels of the Office of Pardon Attorney because correspondence going through the office would be subject to disclosure under the Freedom of Information Act. Bunch of grifters, one and all. That's the, that's, that's the great part. $2 million a pardon. wonder how many of those happened. No more trash talking about hillbillies. <laughs> Good morning, my love. Tried to call. Your scotch is with me. I'll bring it for you on Thursday, wherever we meet. Let me shower. Let me quickly shower. Can I shower with you? Need a shower dress before Xfinity IT. Good idea. Put very modest clothes on. Possibly burlap. He probably talks like this when he talks to her. All creepy and, and like that. Because he's probably out of breath. Because he took too much Viagra. Let's skip a whole bunch of stuff. For example, let's see. During sex, he called her the C-word, the B-word, and Rudy's slut and discussed her interest in BDSM, which refers to bondage, dominance, sadism, and masochism for all of those who don't know. Um, <clears throat> this dumpy repeatedly told Giuliani that she was not interested in participating in such conduct. In G, Giuliani was well aware of Miss Dunphy's aversion to physical violence or emotionally abusive language of any kind, really stimulated because of his work as her attorney in connection with her domestic violence case. Nevertheless, he continually talked about BDSM and violent sex and demanded she engage in such conduct because he's an asshole. Um, he tried to force her to watch BDSM scenes. Gross. Yeah, you know, because again, I've talked about, you know, I have no problem with people who whatever they want to do sexually as long as it involves consent. She's not consenting. That's why this is gross. People want to watch BDSM scenes all day long. Great. As long as both consent or everybody involved consents. Consent is what you need. The Beatles said love is all you need, but consent, you need consent too. Um... Giuliani told Ms. Dumpy that he wanted her to end her domestic violence litigation because he felt it was interfering with his sex life with her and that he did not want her to be distracted by it. What? Giuliani promised Ms. Dumpy that he would give her $300,000 in exchange for waiving her legal rights against her abusive ex-boyfriend if she would F me like crazy. After realizing what he had said, Giuliani attempted to backtrack and stated, we won't put that last part. We'll say for other consideration not appropriate to mention. This conversation was recorded. Dumbass. On um, the same day, in anticipation of Trump being subpoenaed, uh, Giuliani reviewed Ms. Dumpy's arguments about splitting president's immunity from criminal process. She worked to help organize his points as he talked his theories about the standards that would govern judicial review if a grand jury, jury subpoena were issued to Trump. Um, they went to a dinner for the King of Spain. Isn't that a police song? I'll always be king of Spain. Sorry. Um, on May, March 5th, 2019, Giuliani paid for Miss Dumpy's rent since all of her income from Giuliani and Giuliani companies were deferred. Um, 2019, Giuliani bought Miss Dumpy to Mar-a-Lago where 
they had a friendly meeting with Trump and Giuliani introduced Ms. Dumpy to Trump as Giuliani's employee. The encounter was fairly brief since Giuliani expressed to Ms. Dumpy that he was concerned that Trump might try and poach her in a way from working for Giuliani. Yeah, I would try and do that because... It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, later that day, Giuliani and Ms. Dumpy met with Newsmax CEO Chris Ruddy to discuss Giuliani potentially working to raise funds for the network. Uh, let's see. She attended him for a golf fundraiser for autism-related charity. I'm sure... Uh, took an, a, a professional offensive video with an autistic young man. Giuliani drunkenly uploaded the video to Twitter. She then deleted the video and edited it to make it look more presentable and uploaded a new version. I'm sure you can find it. Um, Giuliani, March 15th, instigated sex while Dumpy, with Dumpy while discussing her domestic violence case. Uh, this is so gross. Um... On March 17, 2019, Giuliani told Ms. Duffy that he had an obsessive attraction to her and told her, I'm, a, I'm Italian, remember, I'm extremely jealous and possessive. Like, I mean, I guess if you are Italian, I mean, I don't know. I can't speak to Italians and them being extremely jealous and possessive. But, you know, I don't think that's right of you to, to just paint all Italians in, a, in a, such a wide brush. You know what I mean? I mean, there are Italians that treat women like good, like a good Italian boys should. They look at the at the woman and they treat them like a, they would want a guy to treat their mother or their daughter. You know what I'm saying? It gives Uncle Daddy a whole new meaning. <laughs> See, I want to hear more about Boozbert serving divorce papers on Jason with a Y party of family values. Yeah, redneck Camelot. Yeah, with apparently. Here's the thing. Do you feel sorry for Bobert with this? Because what he said when he said when he supposedly and he pled guilty to exposing himself to two young women, but what he said was it wasn't his phallus that was exposed through the through the zipper of his pants. It was his thumb. He he like says that he put his hand down his pants and then he stuck his thumb out, and it was his thumb that was sticking out of the pants and not his uh. Not his uh, phallus. Well, um, yeah. If it's your, if it looks like your thumb, you know, maybe that's the irreconcilable differences that Bobert was citing. Maybe she was like, "Oh, it's not supposed to be that small." No way, I'm getting another wiener tat. The super califragilistic douches. <laughs> Uh, basically, all of this is, you know, I mean, I'm lots and lots. Oh, wait, there's more. Mayor Giuliani, is this an okay to send a text? Sure. Will you take 10 minutes to write a reference letter regarding the consulting work I've done for you and Giuliani partners? I cannot do that now. Um, uh, to Raider Mayor Rudy Giuliani, I lose respect for you when there's a failure to follow through. Both Tuesdays you never got back to me, blah, 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 blah. Do not ask Joanne to do anything. You have to wait. I guess Joanne's the new victim. Um, this is probably trying to...
He landed told his dummy that he was in love with uh, three or four women. He also told her that he was attracted to Christian Allen, a 20-year-old employee who was more than 50 years his junior. He told Ms. Dumpy uh, uh, that he had a certain sexual attraction to Ms. Allen and fantasized about her and, and that he kissed Ms. Allen on the lips but did not consummate the relationship. He said the attraction to Ms. Allen was different from the attraction to Ms. Brown or Ms. Dumpy, so he just said he could not control himself around the conversation was recorded. Oh, these, I hope all these conversations come out I hope all these, not because I want want to hear them, because I really don't want to hear them, but I hope they come out, because that's just going to be great. Ms. Dumpy works for Giuliani remotely in 2020 during the COVID-19 pandemic. Wait. So she's still working for him. All right, let's keep on scrolling. We're down to page like 40. I almost hit end the episode. That would have been good. Giuliani terminates Ms. Dumpy without paying promised wages. By January 21, Ms. Dumpy had still not been paid what she was promised and owed the work she performed for Giuliani and the companies. Giuliani's failure to pay had become increasingly concerning. While he claimed money was tight, he continued to enjoy a lavish lifestyle that included upon information and belief memberships at approximately 16 private clubs, owning five unencumbered homes, traveling by private plane, and spending extravagantly on personal items such as cigars and alcohol. Julian stated, when I walk out of the White House here night before I was going to leave, I could feel pain. I'm not going to go back there for four years, that's for sure. Ms. Dumpy understood these comments as acknowledgement by Giuliani that Donald Trump would be unable to prove that the election had been stolen, despite what Giuliani and Trump had been claiming publicly. Uh-huh. On the day after January 6th, uh, Ms. Dumpy contacted Giuliani saying, I feel scared of you. I don't want anything to, I don't want you trying to hurt me. Now the country has just gone through chaos. I pray I never see something like that again. Um... In January 31st, Ms. Dumpy's employment with Giuliani defendants was terminated as informally as it begun in retaliation for having found the courage to express her fear of him. Um, Giuliani sent Ms. Dumpy a text message stating it was useless, a, a useless call if you write me things like you're afraid of me and you won't sue me. There's simply no reason for you to do either. Best if we do not communicate. Blah, 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 blah. Ms. Dumpy has not performed any work with Giuliani since January 21st, 2021. Ms. Dumpy contacted Giuliani May 20th last year, my birthday, to try and resolve things. He did not respond. Throughout Dumpy's tenure, Giuliani made a sexist, racist, and other highly distressing and offensive comments, which created and added to the hostile work environment. For example, Giuliani made the comments described below, many of which were recorded. Um, I don't know how much of these I want to say. Uh, Giuliani made derogatory comments about Jewish men, implying that their um, that their members were inferior because of uh, natural selection. Uh, racist comments about um, certain men being hitting more people because of their culture. Um, made comments about effing Arabs and Jews. Um, demeaned and sexualized. Hillary and Margaret Thatcher, um, Nancy Pelosi made fun of her, um, disparaged a female lawyer for her breast size, made a series of derogatory remarks about the LGBTQ community, um, more horrible things, said to Dumpy various times, um, various horrible things you know, pertaining to her domestic abuse that we talked about before, um, with the hostile work environment that she all recorded. 
as a disclosure. He demanded that she falsely tell the FBI that she did not know him. If they interviewed her, her refusal to mislead the FBI angered Giuliani and added to the already hostile working environment. Um, she suffered substantial damages due to Giuliani and his company's misconduct. Let's all scroll down to kind of the end and kind of look at the... So the first cause of action, all of these causes of action. Let's see. What's up, Bicycle Mike? How's it going? Uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Jeff Crow, I know it's for this. It wouldn't be douches, it would be docious, but I don't, I don't know how you would spell the docious. Um, next name, my next name for dog, I'll call him Fred for short. <laughs> nice. So, a lot of these wordings for these um, causes of actions are very similar. The stuff he repeats and reiterates and realleges each and every allegation set forth in the preceding paragraphs as if set forth in full herein. Um, so crime of violence motivated by gender is the first cause of action. Uh, battery as against Giuliani. Um, again, repeats, reiterates, realleges each and every allegation set forth in the preceding paragraphs as if set forth herein. Um, Intentional, non-consensual touching committed battery against Miss Dumphy, forcing her to perform oral sex, uh, sexual intercourse, touching her without consent, um, assault as against Giuliani, um, touching her, you know, just, just, just touching her without consent, gender discrimination and sexual harassment, fourth cause, um, hostile work environment animated by discrimination under the New York State Human Rights Law, as against all defendants, uh, retaliatory discharge under New York State human rights law. Um, so you can't discharge somebody under retaliation, aiding and abetting sexual harassment and gender discrimination under New York State human rights law. Um, New York's executive law section 296.6 makes it an unlawful discriminatory practice to, for any person to aid, abet, incite, compel, or coerce the doing of any of the acts forbidden under this article or attempt to do so. Giuliani aided and abetted gender discrimination by conditioning Ms. Dumpy's continued employment on her being obedient and engaging in sex acts against him. Giuliani made threats that private investigators would retaliate against any woman who tried to report sexual harassment. Um, Giuliani companies had actual knowledge or should have known the actual sexual harassment and discrimination. Giuliani companies aided and abetted gender discrimination. Other things, failing to comply with their under obligations under New York law. These obligations include, but are not limited to, failing to adopt or maintain or distribute and posting or follow policies for reporting or investigation instances of gender discrimination, harassment, including, but not limited to, Giuliani companies' sexual harassment policies requiring all employees, including Giuliani, to complete New York State's required sexual harassment training and posting required notices in all work locations and regarding reporting sexual harassment. Defendants are legally required to comply with New York requirements concerning discrimination and sexual harassment and upon information believed they had authority to implement such practices and procedures. So they were bad people not following the law. Sexual harassment and gender discrimination against a contractor or consultant against New York State human rights law. So basically, um, if Giuliani is going to insist that she wasn't an employee, then she then has to be a contractor. And as such, she's, if she doesn't fall under the one, she's going to fall under the other. It's also possible that she could fall under both. And that would be hilarious if the jury would define that she fell under both. That would be funny. Um, I would love to see that happen. I don't think it'll happen, but I would love to see that happen. Um, the result of defendant's conduct, defendants are jointly and severally liable 
to Miss Dumpy for monetary damages and physical injury, pain and suffering, and serious psychological and emotional distress for entitled her to award of compensatory and punitive damages as well as attorney fees and expenses. C, gender discrimination and sexual harassment under New York City human rights law is against all defendants. Again, Giuliani and all of his companies, and I guess um, John and Jane Doe's went to 10. Hostile work environment animated by discrimination. Um, retaliatory discharge under New York City City Human Rights as it, against all defendants. Aiding and abetting gender discrimination and sexual harassment under New York City law rights law against all defendants. A lot of these seem repetitive, but I guess they're worded slightly differently for different charges, or not charges, but different claims. Um, Sexual harassment and discrimination relating to freelancers and contractors under New York City. In the alternative to being an employee, Ms. Duffy was a contractor or freelancer within the meeting of New York City's human rights law, performing a contract in the defendant's workplace. Um, right for the other one. Uh, breach of contract uh, against all defendants. Um, Julian and Duffy formed an oral agreement that inter alia, whatever that means, provided that Ms. Duffy would receive a salary of $1 million per year from Giuliani and the companies in a role of director of business business. And together with reimbursement for her business-related expenses, Giuliani and Ms. Dumpy agreed that her salary would be deferred until Giuliani's divorce was finalized, which would be any day. This constitutes an enforceable contract. Um, so in view of the foregoing, Ms. Dumpy is entitled to damages and not to be determined at trial. Uh, violation of New York labor law, minimum wage as against all defendants. Um, she's, she did work and she didn't get paid. So therefore, um, they failed to keep track of the records of the hours. So therefore, they need to pay her at least the minimum wage. So if you didn't pay her the minimum wage, you owe her money. Um, you, you at least need to pay her uh, damages equal to 100% of the total amount of wages found to be due, together with attorney's fees and costs and the interest. Um, violation of New York labor law, overtime claim against all the defendants. So now you need to pay her overtime. Uh, for the work that she was required to do for above 40 hours a week. And I would argue that if she was, if she was supposed to be available 24-7, and therefore if she was an employee 24-7, therefore that's a lot of overtime. Maybe not including the sleep, unless they woke her up. Violation of New York labor law, failure to provide notice and acknowledgement of wage rate. So um, defendants failed to provide Ms. Dumpy with an accurate notice and acknowledgement of wage, wage rate as required by law. Um, violation of New York labor law for failure to provide wage statements, um, unjust enrichment. Um, Ms. Dumpy invested some substantial time and effort to create new streams of revenue. Um, so she did all this work on behalf. So in view of the foregoing, Ms. Dumpy is entitled actual, presumed, punitive, and other damages to be determined at trial. Quantum meruit, whatever that means, uh, against all defendants. Um, so she's, she's entitled to damages for that. The violation of the Freelance Isn't Free Act against all defendants. So whatever, New York, New York City Admin Code provides that whenever a hiring party retains the service of a freelance worker and the contract between them has a value of $800 or more, either by itself or when aggregated with all contracts or services with the same hiring party and freelance worker during immediately preceding 120 days, the contract shall be reduced to writing. Um, Freelance worker is a neutral person organization composed of no more than one natural person, whether or not incorporated or employed a trade name. Um, in the event that Ms. Dumpy is found to not have been an employee, and in the alternative pursuant to NYC admin code, Ms. Dumpy was a freelance worker, was retained by Giuliani and the Giuliani companies to provide services in exchange for compensation. Um, 
you know, Giuliani agreed to pay Ms. Dumpy $1 million per year for the work. Um, Giuliani and the companies failed to provide Ms. Dumpy with a written contract, despite the agreement to pay her more than 800 for her work. And she did the work, but was not paid for the work. Pursuant to the admin code, Ms. Dumpy is entitled to double damages and payment of attorney fees. So, so not only would he have to pay her the $1 million per year, she would have to pay, if, if she's found to be a freelance worker, he now has to pay her $2 million a year, plus attorney fees plus damages for all the other stuff. Breach of fiduciary duty um, because of the relationship of trust and confidence as the attorney, and then the prayer for relief. Uh, Ms. Dunphy respectfully requests that the court enter a judgment in her favor against the defendants in an amount not less than $10 million um, as follows. And the first cause of action um, is about to be determined at trial. Missing the scroll button again. Um, everything is pretty much to be determined at trial. Um, I don't think they. 21 is $2 million plus interest. Um, 22. Everything else is just. But they're basically asking for t- at least $10 million plus whatever. Hey, Alarasia, thank you for coming in. Appreciate you. Yeah, I mean, he is totally screwed. He is absolutely 100% totally screwed. Um, especially if she recorded everything 24-7. I mean, if I were him, hold on. If I were him, I would absolutely settle. Absolutely settle this case. There is no way I wouldn't settle this case because if if those come out, if, if those, if, the, if the, all of those recordings come out into the public sphere and we get to hear all that crap, he's done. I mean, one would have thought he's already done. Like, how could he, how could he go on from this? And how could he, <clears throat> who else is going to hire him except for maybe Trump, if Trump manages to do something? But he's done. He's, with that, how, how? I mean, maybe he'll work for OAN or... Real America's Voice or Newsmax or something because they won't care because they'll they'll hear the voice they'll hear his recordings and they'll be like it's just Chat GPT or whatever it's just the AI it's not really his voice it's just AI they won't believe it because you know everything's a, everything is a conspiracy theory every single thing that them is a conspiracy theory so it can't be true it can't be true at all. So, yeah. The witch hunts. They're hunting after Rudy. Rudy's a great person. And he's a star. So just like me, he can grab it by the hoo-ha. And, you know, there's no problem with him grabbing by the hoo-ha because that's what stars do. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, yeah. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely re-frickin-diculous that... That this is, and it's just so gross. It's just so absolutely and a hundred percent just like I feel dirty after having read all that. It's just meh. Like I mean, like. (sighs) 
it sucks that she felt like she was in such a position that, like, you know, you had to you had to put up with this because oh, like, I have this job and it's a good paying job, and what what are the chances I'm gonna have this job? Oh, and I'm gonna get a former New York attorney to handle this domestic abuse case, and I'm somebody who was abused, so therefore I'm already having problems with you know saying no to people in positions of authority, and therefore he he knew that and he could he knew that he could abuse her. He knew that he could manipulate her and take advantage of her. So he took advantage of that fact and was able to manipulate the situation in such a way to put her in a, in a, in a constant cycle of abuse. But she basically had no choice in the matter. Like he manipulated her to the point where she was, where she was unable to get out of this repeated cycle of violence. And it just continued. Like, And there are people who are probably just like the, the people that made excuses for Donald Trump are probably going to make make excuses for Rudy as well. The people that tried to be like, oh, well, Donald Trump, it's not wasn't rape. The, the jury said it wasn't rape, so therefore it's fine. No, it was sexual abuse. They found it was sexual abuse. They they found. I, I was having a conversation with somebody on on Facebook the other day who I'm technically Facebook friends with. I don't know why, um, but. I said it was fine. He, the jury found him to be civilly liable for sexual abuse, and he was like, "You're a liar. They didn't do that." I mean, like, here's the screenshot: Donald Trump civilly liable for sexual abuse. And I'm like, "Would you like to retract your statement, please?" Because you know, I didn't lie. I told the damn truth. You just don't want to admit that y'all made a mistake. Y'all don't want to admit that y'all made a mistake supporting this guy because to admit a mistake is just sacrilege to a Republican. You can't do that as a Republican. It just won't work. So, oh, absolutely. He had no intention of doing either. He just manipulated her and used her for as much as he can because that's what grifters do. And then he tossed her aside. (laughs) So, the show is ending soon because I do want, I am going to be hopping over to Twitch. Um, Twitch.tv slash nerdydan.com. Um, we can continue the conversation about the disgusting pig that is Rudy Giuliani. Um, we can continue that discussion. I'm not doing a Twitch stream tomorrow. Um, I'm getting together with one friend tomorrow. Um, and then begins the birthday weekend festivities. So, yeah, so sad. Rudy could have just stayed America's mayor. He could have. And... And, yeah, he could have. He could have just been the guy that everybody circled around in 9-11. And he could have just taken that and just ran with it and just been a normal, nice person, maybe. But maybe he wasn't even a nice person back then. Maybe maybe, maybe he just had everybody fooled because of the fact that it was 9-11 and everybody was feeling generous with their being nice. But... Um, you're welcome, P-Dubs. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead and we're going to, let's just find it. Let's find the audio for the show end. Where is it? There it is. I need to find make this more convenient. Anyway, so again, I will not be on Twitch tomorrow, but I'll be on Twitch in about five minutes or so. 
Um, so you can you can hop over there if you want, if you feel like staying up and chatting some more. I mean, I'll be playing, but I talk while I play, and, and I like interacting with people as I play. It's fun. So I'm not taking anything too serious. I'm just trying to grind out some things. But I'll be back next week. I'll be talking about the Young Jerks. That's my show for next week. Um, so again, share some videos, watch some videos, share it with your friends. I'm trying to get to a thousand. I don't think I'll get there by Saturday, which is my birthday. Uh, wish me a happy birthday. Uh, and if you can't, Tuesday I'll be playing on Twitch again. But then it's not then. See you next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Central, Liberland Radio, Fox to the West. That's right. Bye.